How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Weekend Variety Show for Sunday, January the 16th. Hello, my friends. I hope you're well, having a great weekend. And today we are doing uh, what I believe is the final listener call-in that I have in the backlog. Same as yesterday, it's not a call-in, it's more of a write-in. But hey, if you sent me something and I did not get to it within the last month, please let me know. And if you still want to send something to me, a Q&A of any kind, this has gone extraordinarily well, in my opinion. And uh, you're welcome to send something in. So thegamingobserver.com slash feedback. If you'd like to do an audio clip, get your voice on the show. Or just DM me on Twitter if you'd like to write in. Or drop a line in the Discord server. Either way works. Okay, so today we're going to hear from Christian Ninja. And what they are asking about is video game virality, right? Games that go viral with content creators. And this is what they say, quote, It used to be that something came out of nowhere, entered the zeitgeist, and then content creators started playing it. But now it feels like the big names know well in advance which quote-unquote obscure games to play, and then everyone else catches up. I'd like your thoughts on the virality of video games, how much of it is marketing, how to discover these games, and whether you think this sort of thing is good for the industry or if it's just promoting quote-unquote bad games through meme culture, end quote. Wow, what a fantastic question. Very, very well thought out. And not something that I've given a lot of thought to in the past, so it really got me thinking. But I think this question very much shows how the content creator ecosystem has shifted the video game industry over the last five to ten years. Because they're absolutely right. It used to be that when a game was popular, then the content creator would make their stuff. People would go searching for that game and they would leverage the already popular game. But nowadays, when you have these games really popping off, like Among Us or Phasmophobia, it is usually because of the content creator, who was playing a game that wasn't necessarily very well known. I think there's a few directions you can take this, but I think the most obvious thing is that, hey, people don't just go to the content creators for a specific game anymore. They go to the content creator regardless of what they're doing. Any game that they're playing, they want to watch the person, not the game. And so it's no longer a risk to spend time on something that content creators are scared is not going to bring in numbers, because ultimately it doesn't matter how popular the game is. What matters is how much does the audience enjoy watching it. If they like it, you keep playing it. If they don't, you stop. Now, of course, that being said, it's not entirely that. There are a lot of games that have become viral, or popular, is probably a better word for it, uh, because of marketing. I think that any video game publisher right now that is not leveraging influencer marketing is making a mistake. For example, the game that I always go to that did this masterfully is Apex Legends. This is a game that nobody knew about until the day that it released, and they gave it to a bunch of influencers. Right on day one, the only reason you could know about Apex is if there was some content creator playing it. It was genius, and it absolutely set that game on a path to success. Would it have been successful otherwise? Probably. But that marketing certainly did a ton for it. There's also this question about whether or not this is good for the industry, or whether it's promoting, again, quote-unquote, bad games. And I, I don't think I've seen too many instances where a bad game is the thing that has gone viral. I think really where it happens most often is with games that are designed for kids. Right? Like Roblox. I don't know if that's a bad game, necessarily but it is literally one of the most popular games in existence, certainly in the United States. And that is very much a game that is very predatory for children. There's a lot of issues with it. I encourage you to watch the YouTube video about it uh, from People Make Games, is the YouTube channel. And there's probably better quality games, just to be straight up. I also think about stuff like, I don't know, Five Nights at Freddy's? 
A lot of the horror games are like that. I think the most recent one is Poppy Playtime. And of course, who am I to judge these games? I've, I've barely played them. But I think the answer here is that kids like them. So is it really a bad game or is it just not for you? What I will end with here is, I think in general, content creation has been good for the industry. These creators who are able to bring a spotlight to video games allow video game developers not just to survive, but to thrive. And I think more often than not, what we are seeing are games that are actually good. How much enjoyment has come out of stuff like Among Us, internationally across all age groups, that most of us would never have played if it didn't go famous on Twitch. So I think just the sheer joy and happiness that can come from it is amazing. But of course, we have to be careful about stuff that doesn't have everybody's best intentions at heart. But that's where you have to do your own due diligence and do your own research. Don't just blindly believe in whatever you're seeing, whether it's an advertisement or a meme game or whatever. But hey, this is just one person's opinion. If you've got more, feel free to let me know. And I'm officially out of time. Thanks for being here, everyone. Back with a news update tomorrow. And until then, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Okay, there's a few things I want to talk about on this After Show in the five minutes that I have. The first one is uh, I'm going to briefly touch on my speedrunning videos that I was telling you about. I'm currently working on two videos about speedrunning for YouTube. And I'm not going to lie to you, I'm dramatically more excited for one of them than the other, but I'm still going to work on them both simultaneously. Basically, one of them was my original idea. I wanted to play it safe, do something very simple, and then transition into a bigger project. And what ended up happening was, in the middle of me doing that, I found another story that I wanted to chase, and it was a bigger story. It ended up being bigger than I expected it to, but nonetheless, uh, I've already kind of jumped headfirst into... A decently large story that I need to get right about speedrunning. So I'm a lot more excited about that one. Um, but like I said, I'm obviously I'm working on both. And I, I think they'll both turn out great. It's just one was my very basic idea. And then the other is like my dream idea. So nonetheless, I did a lot of interviews today. I've done five in total so far. And I think I did four of them today. It's very interesting. I'm learning how to be an interviewer to, f to varying degrees of success. I think uh, the interviewees are all doing incredibly well um you know way more than than i deserve <laughs> if i can put it that way they're going so far out of their way to help me you know a bunch of people are like oh here's some b-roll footage that you can use and i'm like oh thanks for doing my work for me like i had one person who was like oh yeah you should talk to this person this person this person and he went and messaged them and told them i was on my way and stuff like this i was like man everybody's so welcoming so they're all great it's just me trying to get the best questions out there in order to get the best answers out of them. And some of them, I feel like I, I nailed it. And some of them, I'm like, oh, I could have done better there. So I don't know. I'll learn as I go, of course. And uh, I'll keep you up to date on, on where that is. I want both of them out this month. That would be like ideal. Who knows if I'll pull it off, but I don't know. I should be able to. I think I can. Depends how, how much work I put into the editing, really. And if I want to do this right, it's probably, I don't know. It might have to be next month. Anyway. So that's what today was. Um, there's another thing I want to tell you about. There's a film made by Disney. You might have heard of it. It's called Encanto. It's a musical. And it came out late last year. And oh my god, it is so extraordinarily good. I could not believe it. I mean, if you're not usually into animation, then I don't know if this is going to change your mind about it. 
But if you have not yet seen Encanto, I highly encourage you to if, if you like this kind of thing. Um, wow, I was blown away. It's short. It's an hour and a half long. The really unique thing about it is that it does not take the protagonist on a grand adventure. They're pretty much in one spot for the whole movie, which is rare for something like this, right? And the music has been on my Spotify loop, basically on repeat since I've watched the movie. So, so, so good. Uh, there's a song called We Don't Talk About Bruno. Oh my god. At the th th That's one of those songs where everybody has their own line through all of it. And then at the end, they all sing their lines at the same time. Oh, it's, it's goosebumps. Uh, there's another song called Surface Pressure. I think those are the two big ones, and I think they might have gone a little viral on TikTok as well. But they are real good, so you should watch that. And then I watched another movie just last night called Whiplash. And this was a really interesting experience for me. So Whiplash is a film about a, a person who wants to become a, a jazz musician, a drummer, but has a really, really quite a, a villainous conductor who has unrealistic expectations for quality. And that conductor is J.K. Simmons, otherwise known as J. Jonah Jameson from the Spider-Man films. You know, I want Spider-Man, is that guy. And he was so good. It's a very serious movie, and it's a very high-tension movie. It reminded me a lot of Uncut Gems, where, you know, they just put the pressure up, and then they just keep it there, the whole movie. There's no break to just breathe. Genius. Absolutely genius movie. Probably one of the favorite movies I've ever seen. And it was funny, I thought I was watching it for the first time last night, and then every single scene, I was like, oh, I've seen this before. Did somebody post this on Reddit or something? And by the end, I was like, nope, I've seen every single one of those scenes, and I don't remember what the situation was in which I watched this movie. But it only came out in 2014, so like, within the last eight years, seven years, I watched it, and I have zero memory of watching it. So ridiculous how my brain works. But hey, that, that's how it be sometimes. So, okay. And Kanto and Whiplash. Both very good movies. Highly recommended. I'm out of time. Thanks for being here. Back with the news tomorrow. Ciao!